Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And before we do that, you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. You can find us on Twitter at forever35pod, Instagram at forever35podcast, and you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. You said that so seductively. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to draw you in with my sexy voice. Wow. Okay. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kate. Welcome back. Dory, thank you. Wait, can I just remind the people that if they want to weigh in, you can leave us a voicemail oh, yes. at 
888-900-0390. And you can also text us there. Send us those TMs. That's short for text messages. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Okay, now we can get into it. Sorry, Kate. I was just so excited to get into it. <laughs> well, you know what? We haven't talked in a while. So like I I actually no. like I was away for a week and I was like hankering to get on the get on the horn with you. I mean, I feel like there's a lot to discuss. <laughs> you went to Disney World. I did. And I, I feel like I can do kind of a, a a larger breakdown of this if people are interested in Disney as self-care. Although maybe they're not. Maybe they think I am uh, not of sound mind as a Disney adult. I think that you're either very into Disney as self-care or you are not at all interested. There's like no in-between. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like I fall into the in-between a little bit. I and mean, wouldn't you say really? you're in the in-between? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Or are you just married in- to it? I'm married to it. I, I, I wouldn't do it. I well, you know, it's different now. I think that I have Henry because he does really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's different now. But I would not call myself a Disney adult. I wouldn't either, but I do enjoy it. And I do think like, one, like, first of all, we have to break down numerous things about Disney. One, we live close to Disneyland. So that gives us physical access. Two, financial privilege is necessary to even be able to afford going to any of these parks. Like the cost is ridiculous. And so I think that does need to be examined. But for the sake of this conversation, I did just get back from Disney World. And um it was a family trip that we had kind of planned for for a while, and it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. What were oh, the highlights? What were the highlights, Kate? Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was spending time together as a family. We really like. We really had quality family time. We didn't. Anthony didn't work. I didn't work. Our kids. We took them out of school, and we just really were a unit. And that was really special. And we just did so much stuff together, like a little team, and it was really fun. And it. It just. I don't know. It was really. We. We definitely created memories, and I don't know if this is a trip we'll ever be able to take again. So I'm really glad that we did it at an age where like our kids are old enough to be able to handle it. And they can remember it. And then I would say my other highlight was when I um, received a prescription motion sickness patch from my my doctor ahead of time (laughs) because I used to love being able to go on roller coasters, but I've in the last 10 to 15 years developed really bad motion sickness. So I got this patch that I put on. I think it's called Scolapin, Scala something. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's a motion sickness patch that helps with motion sickness. Well, I had a rare side effect from the patch that only 3 to 4% of people who use it get where I got very blurred vision. So about less than 24 hours after putting it on, I put it on like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon the day we got there. And the next day I was like, couldn't see anything. I couldn't read my phone. I couldn't read my my Apple Watch. And I was like, oh, I guess I really need reading glasses. And I started to kind of panic. I couldn't read anything. I couldn't see anything. I, I went into the accessibility section of my iPhone and I increased the font size and I made it bold. And even then it was hard to see. And it luckily my husband wears reading glasses. So he had them so I could use them to look at like 
menus on because everything's QR code. But I could not see. And I panicked to the point where I emergency ordered reading glasses in the middle of like Epcot from past podcast sponsor Caddis. Which I don't oh even think God. our code for them is valid anymore. And I was like, I don't care. I love their glasses. I am. So if you hear this, Caddis, come back as an advertiser because I panic ordered your glasses because I like them so much. So now I have reading glasses. And then it, it <laughs> but it turned out, then after like an hour of this, I Googled, I was like, what's changed in the last 24 hours? Oh, right. I started a new medication and I Googled it. And that is a side effect, blurred vision. And I, t- I texted my doctor, or, you know, sent a chat and he responded and was like, yeah, unfortunately, it's a rare side effect. So I had to go off my motion sickness patch. But that was a real adventure for our family in which I, like for a day I, I was panicking that something was seriously wrong. And then it was just well, luckily we were it texting a little bit two days. Yeah. <laughs> And you I was were like, texting I'm so sorry. You like, I'm, yeah, you're like, I'm not, I can't respond that much because my vision is blurred and I have the text, the text size like turned up to the highest and I, I had still it. can't see. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? It, it was so bad. And I'm honestly embarrassed that my thought was just, oh, overnight, my vision got so bad that I need reading glasses now. Like it should, I don't think it's that instantaneous, but I, I really kind of freaked out. So that was a journey. That was exciting. You know, I could do a whole segment on walking shoes, but we'll we'll take, you know, the calluses that formed on my feet. I was walking 25,000 steps a day. I mean, it was rough. I think we wow. can we can loop our guest into this conversation because I feel like they Let's as a sneaker loop. model <laughs> Oh, as yeah, a, that's right. We have today on the show uh Comedy producer, podcast producer, probably the most frequent Forever 35 guest. Person Deservedly who's been with us, so. Yeah. A person who's been with us since the beginning when we met in a coffee shop and they they came in with a, their tattoos a blazing. That, that no longer exists, by the way. Oh, you know, pre-COVID world. <laughs> but our but our, our podcast does. Our podcast, our podcast still made it. We made it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you in part to Sam Junio, uh, the producer of this podcast, who is stepping in as a guest today. Yeah, just riding in on a scooter just like the good old days. Did you have a scooter when in my in my like fantasy remembrance of when we first <laughs> met you in a coffee shop, you came on a motorcycle, but I know that's wrong. No, 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 no. I had a scooter, but you can keep it you as will, a motorcycle. Cuz maybe you had a helmet? I did. Okay. Okay, that's it. And the helmet could have been stored on the scooter, but sometimes I bring it in with me to places so everybody knew that I came in on two wheels instead of four. I wow. I admire scooter riders because it takes like a certain level of bravery to scoot. And it we're does. talking not a scooter like um those like bird scooters. We're talking like a a Vespa. Yeah, it was a okay. genuine buddy 125. Okay. Okay, so Sammy, are mm. you a Disney adult? Like do you are you uh, attracted to Disney? Does it do anything for you? Like, does it stimulate emotion or nostalgia or just like rage about capitalism? Because that's also <laughs> a valid critique. Um, so when I was younger, my parents would do like summer vacations and we would road trip from Colorado to LA to do Disneyland. Um, and so I have fond memories of that. But as an adult, I have not been to Disneyland proper. I went to like 
uh, Tiki Sam's once, but that was it. Uh, as far as like, I like the idea of it, but I feel like it's expensive and I'm grumpy and I have bad knees and I would either, ah, that's unfair to say because I'm also very excitable and I have a soft little heart. So I'd be very, very excited to go. But I think the road leading up to me getting to there is long enough for me to always talk myself out of it. Mm. Mm. I think this is a valid feeling. I mean, as mentioned before you got on, like there are a lot of roadblocks to accessing Disney slash once you're there, it it doesn't re- necessarily was require spending but you want to spend like right. i was like do i need these ears in the italy pavilion yes i do <laughs> i don't i didn't need them but i got them so there is kind of like it, it does kind of suck your soul and your savings dry in a lot of ways and i i'm trying i try to be like critical in my examination of it but i also just freaking love it right it's very easy to get swept up in that stuff Kate, do you have yes. childhood Disney memories? Yes, I do. I was fortunate to go to Disney World a f- few times. And I, I think it's just that I am like uh, a feelings person. And so everything is emotional for me. So like being at Disney World triggers childhood, like emotions of my childhood. And and smells, like smells are a big thing for me that trigger feelings and and nostalgia. So I just, I think it's just because I experienced it as a kid. It brings Mm. up a lot of feelings. I have like a, I have like, um, attachment, like a cord. I feel like that's Mm. a thing that we talk about, like in therapy, right? Those like cords to things. There's some, the same way that I do of like being in New Hampshire is a, being in Boston is emotion, like nostalgic for me. Like all those things bring up feelings. I don't know. Mm. I'm so, I'm so like sensory enabled that I, I can't go anywhere without having it just like trigger feelings. Trigger's the wrong word. Launch, launch, launch feelings. <laughs> launch Dory, are feelings. you a Disney guy? Um, not really. I do have some fond memories of going to Disney World. You know, Kate and I both grew up on the East Coast. So Disney World was where we went, um, not Disneyland. And my pa- my grandparents lived in Florida, not especially close to Orlando. But there were a couple of times where like, I flew to Florida, I saw my grandparents, and then we drove to Orlando. Um and I do have some fond memories of that. Also, it's really funny, just as an aside, to look at photos from our Disneyland trips from like when I was, you know, eight. And the park looks deserted. Like there's like no one around. I'm just like hanging out with characters. Like, and now everything <laughs> is so crowded. Like it's just crazy. Um, And so that is something that is just like funny to me when I look at these old photos. But, you know, until I moved to LA and actually until I started dating Matt, we went to Disneyland on on an early date of ours. I hadn't been to a Disney property. I know I hadn't been to a Disney property since I was like, I don't know, 10. Um, So yeah, it wasn't really part of my life for a very long time. And actually, Sammy, we're saying before you 
uh, jumped on that for me, it's a little different now because of Henry, who has gotten into Disney and really enjoys going to Disneyland. Um, so I have a little bit of a lens shift, if you will, sure. because of of him. Um, but left to my own kind of devices, I I don't find the current incarnation of Disney to be especially enjoyable. It's so crowded and like often so hot. And like, yeah, I just feel like they nickel and dime you like to the death. I mean, it, it had always been bad, but like now it's even worse. And that just kind of like depresses me. So there's also know. there's a weird thing, too, that I've noticed. And I think this is happening everywhere. And tell me if you two see this where like when we even like 10 years ago, I didn't go to Disneyland 10 years ago, but even as kids, right? Like. I don't remember families dressing up and like matching outfits or matching t-shirts every day. And like, I think be, be, since the introduction of social media in which we are producing our lives for other people, something like going on a family vacation and let's like people now coordinate family outfits for every day they're at a Disney park because, because other people are going to see it. And I, and I, and I think this exists outside of Disney. Too, I think this exists in all all over the place, and I'm fa- I'm kind of fascinated by it because I participate in it, obviously because I'm a human. But like, do you know what I mean? There's a there's a bit more of like we're producing ourselves, and for mm. because we are because we know that other people are going to see. It's like when people made holiday cards in the 80s, but now it's like mm. we're sending holiday cards a hundred times a day. Yeah. I don't know. Whoa. Sammy, what is your self-care practice of late? Let's just get out of this Disney hole that I've dug us in. Where are you now? We've been talking to you on this podcast for we've talked to you quite a few times. What is your self-care practice today in 2022? In 2022, I accidentally um got into uh collecting Pokémon cards. Wait a second. Yeah, I know. What? Okay. That's very cool. There's nothing, again, I just talked about going to Disney. So there's Mm -hmm. nothing, there's no shame here. Don't hide your head. I'm going to. Uh, It was because of TikTok and my specific brain chemistry, which I definitely know that I'm not alone because there are other people who have fallen victim to this. But there's these things called rip and shippers where you put an order in and the person is live streaming. And so they'll get your order. You see, they open the cards for you, and then they send you the cards that you bought. Wait, Sammy. Oh, this Sammy. is like a classic old MLM. Sammy, uh, oh, tactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. This is like they when I used, got sucked this into like people Lula opening Rowe. pearls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. So, so you put your... Okay, so this is amazing. So there was a time in my life where I used to stay up at night and watch the, peop- the videos of people shucking oil, like... Mm-hmm. clams or oysters and then people would buy the pearls yeah they're on, kind of like they're the on videos TikTok of the now, people the scooping gems on tiktok yeah so this is essentially similar to the so yeah. there's like an anticipation for you like an excitement yeah. of what you're gonna get yeah and then i'm i'm like you i'm very uh like n- sound motivated that feels mm-hmm. weird and probably inaccurate but uh so the sound of the cards the the pack opening and then like <sighs> handling the cards 
feels very, very good. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I have a little bit of synesthesia where I can taste sounds. Um, not all of them, but I can taste like certain sounds or combinations of sounds. What happens is like, I can feel the sound in, go into my nose and then like kind of rest in my mouth. It's super silly. Oh, that's so cool. Wait, so is that why like you love, you post a lot of like soap cutting videos on your Instagram Mm -hmm. when you're on, is that, do you taste that, those sounds? Not all of them, but certain ones, absolutely. Like crunchy ones, I can taste, but it doesn't have like a, oh, it tastes like soap or whatever. Right. It like, it's not necessarily a taste, but it's like a feeling inside my mouth. Ooh, this is, I've never heard of this before. So it's kind of like ASMR, but taste ASMR. Yeah. In my cheeks. (laughs) Cheek ASMR. Okay. So how often are you going on to TikTok? And like, do you, is it every day you go and kind of watch these things and feel that kind of cozy comfort? Yeah, yeah. So I watch every day, but the my favorite channel, Baker Breaks, uh, he only live streams like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and sometimes uh, Thursday or Tuesday. So I'll watch and I don't necessarily buy stuff every time I watch, but I did before. Uh, and that is just I shouldn't be able to access my own bank account. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's not necessarily cozy. I think it's like the anticipation. Yeah. Because it is a little bit like gambling too. I was going to say it's like like a slot machine. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I do have that in my brain stuff too. So it's like a – I'm obviously – I'm still losing money. It is gambling. Um, But – Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> you just get cool stuff. What do you do with the cards once you have them? Are you collecting them or do you trade them? So there are specific cards that I have collected that I've pulled myself. So I've, I now buy my own packs and, and, and pull them myself. Um, but then there are specific cards that you can just buy from eBay that people have pulled already. So you're not like spending hundreds of dollars opening the same thing. And then you're getting a whole bunch of extra cards, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, so all the extra cards that I have, I'm like constantly sorting them. So I sort them like once a week, which is also a very soothing thing because again, it's the sound and the feeling of the cards, but it's also like both of my hands are busy so mm. I cannot touch my phone at all. And I've been seeking mm. uh, uh, more activities that, that take me off of my phone because when I'm on my phone, I'm on TikTok watching these things or just like, you know, uh, wasting my life away. So it's Pokemon cards. And then also I've started to do lock picking stuff. So I'll just sit on my couch, Ooh. like oh picking uh, locks that I bought. Yeah. Okay. We need to take a break. Um, but Sam, when we come back, we need to hear more about this lock picking. Mm. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like 
I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with glorious dynam. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. 
it's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click 
get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. How did you get into lockpicking? Um, so lockpicking came about when we were in literal lockdown. Um, uh-huh. Apropos. <laughs> and um, I don't remember if it was something specific that was just like, hey, this is something that you should do. Or if it was like me remembering that I wanted to do it or learn how to do it. Um, it was probably, it was probably an Instagram reel. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so wait, you buy, like, do you go to the hardware store and buy door locks? Yeah. So I got the initial kit that I have came with two practice locks and like a lock picking like set. And then I went out and bought a package of master lock deadbolts and then two like doorknobs, locking doorknobs. So what what I'm hearing is that (laughs) when I lock myself out, I can call you. You can call me. It's uh, it'll probably take me a lot longer than a locksmith, (laughs) but I can do it. That's okay. I'll pay you. I mean, I'm not asking for your free labor. I'm just saying, like, I would rather give you my business than a shady locksmith. Sure. Yeah. 100%. I can, I can do that. Wow. Okay. It's a new business. I have another question. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of congruency between getting into lock picking and getting into magic tricks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm not wrong, right? No, you're not. You're not wrong. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you also learning magic? Nailed that. (laughs) Are you learning magic, Sam? So when I was in lockdown and there was a time where I had to be like extra isolated, I started um, doing cardistry. Oh, or practicing cardistry, but it's like like, it's like so intense with your hand, like card hand work, like sleight of hand. Uh, A little bit, but I was only doing like the shuffling stuff. Oh gosh, that stuff is so intense. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it was just stuff to keep my hands busy. So yeah, it was cardistry and then lock picking. Dory, what a read! Wow, uh, Dory, that was good. I that mean, was good, Dory detective thank work. Thank you, thank you, Whoa. thank you so much. I, Sammy, <laughs> have you ever been to Magic Castle? I have. Yeah. Okay. Here in Los Angeles, there's an actual place called the Magic Castle, which is a magician's membership only club that us non-magicians can like get access to if we know somebody and go and they have magic shows, but then also magicians just like hang out at the bar. And it's also an actual castle and it's, and it's do wild. Tricks. Like they'll, yeah, you'll they, just sit down yes. and like they'll do some card tricks. And I love it because I love magic, but oh I, God, I like, if magic. I could, if I was, uh, like had endless cash, I would buy myself the like non-magician membership to the magic castle. Oh. So I'm, are you like doing tricks or are you still just kind of working with card? What did you call it? Cardations? Cardistry. Car- cardistry. cardistry. Oh, like artistry, yeah. but cardistry. Yeah. I mean, it or was one of those cardations. like, um, temporary hobbies where mm-hmm. I learned how to do some things good enough and mm-hmm. then i just forgot about it yep. um but when i was younger i when book orders still existed there was like a subscription box magic kit 
And so I got one of those. And like for four months, I had magic kits sent to me and I learned them, but I was too shy to ever perform the tricks. So I would do them for myself. Uh (laughs) Oh, Sammy. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) That's my my journey. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. This is... I love all this of these great. Yeah, self-soothing <laughs> practices. They're, and you, you know what's so interesting? They're all so tactile. Mm-hmm. Like so much of it is is this. Yeah, is fine motor skills. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's a real soothing that comes for some people from using their hands. Well, and Kate, if I may. Uh-oh. Sam used to be a massage therapist. I know. It's true. I literally think about this all the time. I got a massage the other day and I was like, every time I get a massage, I'm like, Sam was, Sam was a massage therapist. Like I just think <laughs> about it and just then you it do? just floats away. <laughs> yeah. I think about my friends I know who are or were <laughs> massage therapists. Every time I thought about another friend too. It just, I don't know. Do you, have you massaged anyone lately, Sammy? Um, I was about to say that uh, I got <laughs> I got too drunk on a Tuesday a couple couple weeks ago, and we were hanging out, and there was like a new person in the group, and oh, one of my friends called me out and said, "Oh, Sammy's a massage therapist," and I was just drunk enough that I was like. Well, because the person like, you know, you know, when somebody says like, oh, or somebody finds out that you're a massage therapist. Well, you guys don't know, but this is what happens. Somebody finds out that you're a massage therapist. And then all of a sudden, whether consciously or subconsciously, they'll start being like, oh, oh, my shoulder hurts. Or like, they'll start like pressing Mm. the parts of their body Mm -hmm. that are sore. And so this person started doing it. And I was like, do you need me to rub on your bones? Stop. Uh, and then I did it at the bar. Not the first time either. Oh boy! <laughs> wow. Okay. Just just the shoulders. Oh hey, wow! When you need it, you need it. Yeah. So you massaged somebody drunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did do that. Yeah. It's interesting. You have you. You're in service a lot. Yeah. Not to like psychoanalyze you, but like oh please, it's kind do. of interesting. Like, do, do you like? is that a common theme? I feel like the, in the work that you do, like you, I don't know, you're always helping. I mean, that's why we're here right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Sammy has yep. stepped in as a very last minute guest on this podcast. <laughs> truly, we should acknowledge truly saving the day. <laughs> yes, indeed. In many ways, many, many ways. Um, Sam, what is going on for you lately professionally? Oh, good question, Dory. Um, I finally quit my evening job at you Dynasty Typewriter. Oh my gosh, this is news to me. Okay. Um, because I have just gotten too busy and I think juggling both jobs became just too much and there's like other stuff going on and I was just like I think that at this point, I may not be dropping the ball now, but I'm going to. And I really don't want to do that, especially because their programming is really picking up in October. DynastyTypewriter.com slash calendar. Um, <laughs> good plug. Good plug. <laughs> so I just, I didn't want to 
be a future, like a potential disappointment to a place that I really did love, do love being at and enjoying. Mm. So I was like, I think it's time. Also, I will be departing Los Angeles next year. So it's also a step into doing wow. all that stuff. I'm so stressed about this. You're stressed. I'm not, I'm not because I, this I is, see this you. Is the, news, the news that this is definitely happening is news to me. Oh, I thought I, okay. It is definitely happening. That's a big deal. So your move, yeah, now, are we allowed to also share that you work for EW? Yeah. Okay. So Sammy is, what would be your technical title over at the Entertainment Weekly? At the Entertainment Weekly, I am the senior audio producer. Okay. Look at that. So you'll be able and to so do this in New York City? so you will be based City? in New York. Right. Where they do have an office over in New York. And okay. it, I mean, the staff, the staffers are split between LA and New York. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big deal that I move. We'll see if it will be a big deal that I move. <laughs> what's making, what's drawing you to the Big Apple? Is it the book I wrote in a New York minute? Yeah, actually, uh, I printed out every page and it's wallpapering my apartment. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to follow that book around and yeah. see what happens. Oh, no, but seriously, what what has made you, what has called you to the East Coast? I mean, I can see you in New York as your friend, but I'm curious, like, what's drawing you? I think it's like, well, when I visited the first time with uh, Atsuko and Ryan, I just really fell in love with it. And when I was in school, in high school, like I really wanted to go to NYU for school. I didn't have the marks to do it, but it was, it has always been a goal for me to be there. And so like when I finally went and I like fell in love with it, I was just like, oh, this is, this feels very nice. And then I started going more frequently. I was just like, oh, I think this is, this is where I should, should be now. I think I've been out here Mm -hmm. in LA for like 11 years everything is going great. But there are a few things that I'm missing out here that I feel like could be in New York. Um, And Mm. if it's not, then maybe it's just a me thing, like trying to find that community rather than like waiting for things to come to me, because that's kind of how LA has been for me. And I'm not like dismissing the amount of work that I've put into everything that I do. But it does kind of feel like I was like just around and things have just come to me. So what I'm hearing is that you are ready to have a little bit more agency in your professional and perhaps personal life. You don't want yeah. things to just happen to you anymore, Sam. Yeah, you want to make things happen. That's actually exactly it i was uh i had an epiphany driving home from las vegas visiting my parents and i was in traffic for eight hours which is like double the normal commute and i had a lot of time to think to myself and i turned off the music i was like you got to sit with yourself because you never do and that was the epiphany of like i want to start actually putting myself out there and doing things that i want to do and and seeing seeing how that goes and I feel like in LA, I could do that, but I think that there's a, there's kind of a new slate feeling that I, yeah. I would prefer to have. There's something Ooh. too about setting yourself free in that way of like really cutting the cord as mm. previously mm-hmm. mentioned mm-hmm. and 
taking that, taking a big risk in that way. Uh, I believe we need to take another break. Yes, we do. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Okay, okay, we're back. I am I am really loving this journey for you, Sammy. Thank it's you. Almost making me emotional because when we met you, you weren't even 30. What? Well, yeah, I'm 33 now and it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. holy moly. You were in your late twenties. We met you five years ago <laughs> on a Whoa. scooter. Wow. Yeah. Jeez but yeah, Louise. you know, it's funny. That was that was not something that like you sought us out for. Like you came recommended from someone else mm -hmm. and we approached you and we're like, hey, do you want to edit, you know, do you want to help produce this podcast? And 
we all like got along and vibed and everything. But it, but yeah, I mean, just to kind of like continue on this theme, it wasn't mm-hmm. something that you had sought out. So yeah, I'm really excited to see where this takes you. I mean, also right? as long as it doesn't take, I mean, well, you know what? I was going to say as long as it doesn't take you away from our podcast, but I want to revise no. that. We have if to it takes you, you away from our podcast, yeah, we have to set you free and that's okay. Yeah. If that's part of your journey, then that's okay. I am sewing myself onto you too before you say I that, but truly, if you love something, set it free. And I do feel like mm-hmm. the time might come when you need to spread your wings and be like, I am not, get me out of this podcast <laughs> booth. No. I will yeah. say this, not to sound like a total goofball, but you are one of like the, I feel like your work ethic is like, I know you're like, things happen to me, but like you also, your work ethic is like, really intense. Like you have a, mm-hmm. you have a very clear to me, get stuff done. Like if someone like you, I've never ever, and I, we've dropped a lot of balls in your lap, a lot of <laughs> last minute balls, including today. Surprise. And I've never, there's never been one time where you've been like, no, sorry. Like you, and you set boundaries, I think, but you also work really, really hard and are really good at what you do and are very self-taught. And like, you're mm-hmm. very, you're a self-made person. Like you went to massage mm-hmm. school at like 18. Did you not? Yeah. Yeah. I was not doing that at 18. I was a <laughs> piece of shit. Thank you. Yeah. And you have, you have like a, you have a friend community in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like three, four, five, 12. Now, just so the people who live in New York know, when will you be moving? Uh, I will not release that to your fans quite yet. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> they're all going to try to either befriend you or date you. So buckle up. Yep. Okay, so I have a question. It sounds mm. to me like you are leading a very intentional life right now. I'm and I'm curious if, if that came organically was it something like you mentioned talking to yourself in the car on the way to Vegas? Like were you just – are you kind of getting – uh, I don't know, like getting a little bit more upfront with yourself. Have you been kind of pushing your yourself out of your comfort zone? Or is this just where you are and who you are? Well, I mean, great, great question, Kate. Uh, I, as you mentioned earlier, I have, I'm always like in service, right? And yes. I have problems with boundaries and stuff. And I think as of lately, it has taken a toll on me, like mm. being in service and like really realizing I haven't had a day where I wake up and I feel like I'm for myself in mm. ages. And I don't know if there was something that triggered it or if I just like hit the end of the rope of like, I don't feel like I'm alive for myself. And I think that needs to change. Wow. That's deep. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such a a a great thing to carry with you as you move on to this next phase of your life, being a New Yorker and just (laughs) I don't know, kind of it's like interesting in your thirties where you kind of like it's not just like I focus on my career, but it's really kind of like I get a little more real with myself about my shit and what I want. Like there's a little bit more Mm -hmm. self honesty, I think, as you age. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's and it's tough though cuz like I think 
to get to this point, I had to really be run ragged, which sucks that that's yeah. what happened, but also I'm happy that it did. Have you, are the practices that you mentioned earlier, like also part of kind of managing burnout and getting run down or are, are there other things that you have done to take care of yourself in that way? <sighs> hmm. I think the Pokemon card thing is like kind of buying into a bad habit or like a bad, uh, I don't want to say bad, but like a certain characteristic that probably shouldn't be fed into, which is like, you know, impulse control. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know how to answer that. Actually, what those those things that I'm doing now are. It's okay. You don't have to answer. You don't have to know. Thanks. What you do have to tell us, though, mm. is are you continuing to add to your skincare routine? <laughs> uh, I have purchased, oh, shoot, uh, Super Goop uh, uh-huh, face uh-huh, sunblock, uh-huh, uh-huh. the stuff that feels like matte. Yes. Um, Love it. Oh, my gosh. What is it called? I just was wearing it. It's like the weird sticky feeling where it kind of feels like, like almost like rubber cement. The unseen sunscreen? Yes. Yes. Where it feels like you put it in your hands and then you like touch it, but it feels like you're not touching anything. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. So I have that. And then I'm also face creaming my neck as well. (laughs) Okay. Mid thirties. It's coming. Oh. Here it is. Okay. Yeah. Some Kiehl's action. Well, did you guys, did you guys see that, um, meme or maybe it was just a photo? Of like a person who was only putting sunblock on their face and not their neck. Yes, I saw it. I saw it. And then the like resulting what? meme of like uh, that picture of that person has made has done has made me do more for myself than like any dare class or whatever because it was like a very much like a very stark contrast between like what you were protecting and what you haven't. So I saw that photo and I. I realized I don't think I've been moving my sunscreen all the way down. So every t- every morning I think of that photo. Now, Dory, this this could have been a photoshopped. Like, who knows what this is? But yeah, it's of a it's of a person who their neck their neck looks sun damaged and their face does not. Well, I've there are there are always those um, photos or things of like truck drivers who mm. like the left side of their face is totally sun damaged and then the right side is not um or is like not as sun damaged and yeah i mean that's something that especially in la like driving i've tried to be like very mindful of yeah um so i mean you wear driving you wear driving gloves up to your shoulders i mean you i are really thoughtful about it yeah i do i didn't wear them i was driving a bit today and I, i didn't put them on and i was like oh i should put them on and then just didn't i forgot how elegant (laughs) i mean i did wear a big spf hat around disney world so i get it it's kind of like it's kind of a cruella Deville situation but i'm okay with it i love it do you take them off starting with the the fingertips (laughs) (laughs) very (laughs) central (laughs) yes exactly that's hot that's That's hot what i do (laughs) thank you thank you so much well I have a I have a question for the group, if you will, because this is kind of a special episode. I was away, so we kind of missed a week of our intentions. 
But if you were setting off to do something this week, if you were setting an intention for yourself this week, and Dory, I'll pose this to you. In fact, I'll pose it to myself. Sammy, I'm going to pose it to you first. Mm. What is what are what is your intention of the week? What are you just conscious of? How are you moving through the world? What is a goal that you're setting? Perhaps it's setting no goals. Well, lately I've been trying to do things with without multitasking. So if I'm doing one thing, I'm not looking at my phone, I'm not editing something else. I'm trying mm. to be whole assing things. And so my intention is to whole ass the rest of the week. I smell a, a name of this episode with this whole <laughs> assing with Sam Junio. That's great. That is really I, I mean, hard to do. That is really hard. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I need to work on too. Yeah. Thank same. you for, for bringing that up. You're welcome. It's hmm. tough. It is tough. It is. It is. Well, one, because we're expected to do it. And also because we're now so trained, it's almost feels weird to focus solely on one thing. I can't watch TV totally. without also looking at my yeah. phone or Googling the actors or. Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah. My intention is like kind of something that I don't have like great control over, which is I'm doing the thing where I'm like waking up in the middle of the night again. Um. And it just sucks because it's often hard for me to get back to sleep. I often don't fall back asleep until like six, which is you know, only an hour before I wake up. And so I'm getting bad sleep and then I'm just tired and like, it's just not a good cycle for me to get into. And I went to bed early last night hoping that that would help. But then I, I still woke up at four. I'm like, oh, that's just a little sucky. So I don't know. My intention this week is to try to get some good sleep, question mark. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. How about you, Kate? <sighs> I posed this question and now I'm like, oh, great question. Well, I you left sure my did. Kindle. I left my <laughs> Kindle on a plane. So if anyone works for Southwest uh, or at the airport in Dallas and happens to find a Kindle with a a dog bite in the upper (laughs) left-hand corner and a lot of really smutty books on it, that's my Kindle. Uh, And so my intention this week, rather than hopping in and ordering another e-reader right away, is to read some of the many paper books that I have. Mm. I have a huge... TBR to be read stack of books that I would love to read, but just, ha- but just have not gotten into yet. So I'm going to pick up a paper book, paper book week. Nice. Do you know what you're going to pick up? Yes, actually I do. I'm going to read uh, a dear friend and past and future forever 35 guest Nora McInerney's new book of essays, bad vibes only baby. That's what I'm starting tonight. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to read that too. Actually, I have to read it pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's Monday. (laughs) Um, Wow. Well, this has been such a delight as always. Sam, if, you know, I know you don't want to encourage parasocial relationships with our (laughs) listeners, but if our listeners want to follow along with your work, is there a, is there a public place where they may do so? Uh, Twitter is at it underscore your underscore Sam or buy a t-shirt at samihunia.com slash store. Oh, right. Okay. Don't mind if I do mosey on over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to be so upset. Um, They're so stupid. Well, (laughs) 
Before we go, we do need to remind everyone that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrier, and Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sam Junio. All three of us are here together. Uh, Sammy Reed is our project manager, our network partner's ACAST. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.